Try searching for something in Google. On the first page, you're probably going to come across a whole bunch of links to articles. These articles sit on what's known as a company blog, and if you aren't using your company blog properly, you're probably missing out. Palindrome is aimed at lifting your brand up with consistent, relevant, and quality blog content services tailor-made for your brand. Palindrome's founders come from a background in media and have more than 20 years of combined experience in content. Get started for only 150 ringgit or 35 USD per article today. Let's talk about the future of blogs for businesses, a palindrome podcast. Does information have a weight? And what about information that we pass on, that we absorb and then send to others? Profound, right? So when we talk about the need for information, the need to connect with information, not this touchy-feely need to connect with people, this cliche connect with people, storytelling, and the other jargon that branding people might shove your way. Rather, the beauty of logical, organized, relevant information. I say it's time for a more rational approach to branding, not an emotional one. Put your feelings aside. Provide value through information. Hello. Hey, hi. Hi, Captain. Hey, hi, hi. Good, good. <laughs> my first time using, my first time using this uh, app a bit, bit new to me. Yeah, yeah. I understand. It's cool. Uh, okay, we're just waiting for my co-host. Um, uh, okay, so you're you're actually in KL, right? Yep, yep. I'm in uh, Aradamansara. Oh, okay. That's nearby to us, I think. Uh, we are in, well, I'm based in Kota Damansara. Ah, okay. Not not too far. Yeah, not too far. Ara Damansara, uh, uh, that side. Um, uh, it's near, um, near Subang Airport. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, tell you what, uh, while, while we wait for, for, for my co-host, Khaled, let, let me just start. Um, Okay, uh, first of all, welcome to the show. My name is Ralph from Palindrome, and uh, this show is called Let's Talk About the Future of Blogs for Businesses. And so, okay, here, here he is, Khalid. Hi. Right, okay, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, as I was saying, uh, I'm Ralph from Palindrome, and uh, this is my co host, Khalid, also from Palindrome. Khalid, can you say hi? Hi. Hey, hi, yeah. Khalid. Cool. Hi, hi. So, so this this show is called Let's Talk About the Future of Blogs for Businesses, and uh, we basically talk to uh, you know uh, business owners, startup founders, and stuff in specifically in Malaysia and Singapore um, to talk about how they use blogs for for their businesses and also some of the uh, things that are happening in their industries. So, um, Captain, my Captain, maybe you can. <laughs> Maybe you can start by uh, telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah, hi. Um, thanks for inviting me. Uh, my name is Gan. Yeah, everybody call me Cap. 
uh, I, I got a blog called CaptainAmerican.com. That's why everybody call me Captain. So uh, I'm a chartered accountant by profession. Um, been practiced in the corporate world for about uh, 15 years before I jumped into this entrepreneurship. I run a consulting firm called ICFO Solutions in Rampart. Basically, we outsource CFO functions to the SMEs. And at the same time, I run the business coaching platform called iCommunity. Right. Yeah. So in, in a nutshell, pretty interesting in a nutshell, ICFO, I can see that it focuses a lot on uh, obviously accounting services, which helps uh, businesses reinforce their operations and basically streamline their financial growth strategies. So maybe could you maybe take us through some of the main uh, facets or aspects of your service? Like how, um, how does the process work for, um, for people who opt in with your service? Maybe I just bring you back to how, how I started this. Um, 15 years in corporate world, I've been doing uh, um, mainly uh, finan- at the uh, financial capacity for all the big corporations. And I find the difficulties uh, uh, in, in my work because uh, I'm always the person that's not involved in the front. Meaning when it comes to strategic business decisions, we will, we will never be the first to be called into discussion. So our job is mainly to, to support. So I don't like that work because uh, it looks like you are not that important. So uh, after 15 years working with the uh, MNCs, I, will work, I, I start joining a smaller company, a small retail fashion company in Malaysia, which um, I was uh, trying my best to be in the operation, which I was uh, eventually redesignated to be a COO from the CFO position. So from there, I have uh, helped to grow the company from four, uh, two countries to 11 countries. That was where I start to feel proud being a financial guy that I can turn around business. So um, after I left the company, I, I feel that uh, SMEs are so, in, so interesting because by doing a little help, you can see results almost instantly. Therefore, when I started ICFO, I, I wanted to be very focused and specialized in SME level because I want to see results immediately. So what I did was I, I created a service called CFO Outsourcing where um, CFOs is actually quite an expensive profession for SME to hire a full-time CFO can, can cost them a bomb. So what I do is I create a CFO on the run so where I can support them um, which based on the remote as, at the same time on the part-time basis. That was how I started with SMEs by providing uh, CFO services, not exactly accounting services, but more on uh, advisory, restructuring and also business remodeling. But the more I work with them, I realized the smaller guy, the micro needed me more than the medium SME. But again, they cannot afford my fee. Therefore, I created a platform for iCommunity to group them together. Instead of provide consultancy, I provide education. That's how it, it kick-started the business coaching uh, segment for the business. So I've been running that for the last uh, six years. Yeah, so I'm very specialized and focused in uh, SME, mainly for business modeling and also uh, monetization of uh, product and services. That's what I do. I see. Okay. So ICFO, basically, it's kind of like I, but CFO, which, which uh, uh, I guess stands for Chief yeah. Financial. Okay. Yes, yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. And iCommunity was kind of established um, like concurrently with ICFO, and iCommunity is basically just like a platform for, for micro businesses yeah. and SMEs. Right? iCommunity came, came like two years later because I, I want to be very specialized and be a guru in the SME, but ICFO can only support those who can afford a little bit more. But the smaller, like Mark, uh, the micro, the startup, who needed this a lot, but they can't afford the fee, 
uh, instead of give them consultation, I group them together and do coaching. That's what uh, is, is a spin-off, I would say. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty. This aspect of um, finances in the crisis, right, with like small businesses, I think I read somewhere that small businesses in Malaysia have like um, uh, like two months or one month runway, right? Uh, <laughs> yes, some even huh. less than that. Yeah, and, and it's interesting uh, um, how you mentioned, um, you know, accounting as an important service. I think the importance of a reputable accounting service or financial advisory, financial management, I think these are very um, vital things right now, especially uh, at this point in time, you know, with COVID-19. That's right. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Prompting a long list of financial troubles for, um, for, for, for plans, for businesses everywhere, you know, um, especially micro and SMEs. So what, what kind of trends are you seeing right now in your industry? Um, and how are SMEs kind of coping with the situation? Um, if you are to talk about the industry, I will say, um, from, first I talk about the consultations. I think in, in, the, uh, in the aspect of consultation, uh, in the past, there are not many who are keen to deal with SMEs. Because uh, SME, um, first of all, they are not the one that can afford services. So uh, most of the consulting firms are focusing on the bigger customer, like the public company or even MNCs. So I, I am probably one of the few that uh, started and specialized in SME because um, uh, like what I say, I want to see results instantly. So lately, we see more and more consultants start to create uh, services that is focusing on helping SMEs, meaning they reckon that SME is actually, like you say, it's a backbone of the economy and they are the one that really, really need uh, support. So I see a lot more competition coming into the consulting space. And uh, in the past, coaching also was mainly for executive, key executive, like in the C-level or the GM level. But business coaching for entrepreneurs level were not that uh, uh, common. Mainly these are for the one that can afford because in the past, business coachings are, even until today, business coaching are kind of expensive. But now I see trend where people start to go into coaching, whether uh, they are spin off from the consultation uh, business or people just come in uh, like a celebrity who go into coaching. There are just too many people jump into the bandwagon. Yeah, I see stiff competition in my space. Yeah, right, I mean, yeah. like, and sorry, well, uh, like, like what you said about small business, I mean, like we, um, we at Palindrome also, we uh, have a very uh, soft spot for um, small businesses because we, we actually also serve only specifically small businesses and SMEs. And mm. uh, like, like uh, underrepresentation in terms of, um, uh, you know, uh, services, specifically for entrepreneurs and for small businesses and SMEs. So definitely uh, kudos to what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's interesting as well. Like um, I think in recent years, we've seen kind of this new, this new component kind of emerge um, mm. that kind of comprises business support services, um, business support entities that are focused uh, you know, very mainly on SMEs and small businesses. Um, I think in the past, there has been like an over-prominence on um, mm. just servicing the bigger boys, right? The big corporations. Yes, yes. Companies, especially I, I guess, they're... yeah. I, I guess the other reason is a lot of SMEs are the, the youngsters who, who started the business uh, right after they finished their, their uni. And this, this category of startups and SME are, are keen to outsource 
they are, they are more willing to consider uh, uh, professionals or specialists to, to support them rather than compared to those days, uh, my time, uh, those SMEs are more into doing it and learn and do everything by themselves. I know and I understand one is because of the cost reason and the other thing is um, they, they're always very hands-on uh, on everything that they do despite they are not good in doing it. But lately, if you notice a lot of youngsters start up, they, they start to get uh, partners rather than they, they hire people. So they, they got, uh, uh, they have more guts to actually consider something that they do not know, I would say. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. this uh, sort of like a distributed economy kind of thing, like using like on-demand talent and using like, like, like you said. That's so right, that's right. <laughs> Why, why, why go it alone when, you know, there's so many, um, uh, there, there's so much access now to, to, to professionals like yourself, right? Exactly, exactly, yeah. I guess with internet, everything make uh, very, very convenient and accessible. So unlike those days, you, you're very limited uh, choices. Yeah, definitely. I, I think um, that's um, a pretty interesting thing that you mentioned as well, where, where, you know, I think there are very structural differences uh, between SMEs back then and SMEs now, uh, you know, with the, the, the accessibility for, for many, many different things. But, uh, you know, that brings me to my next question. I think um, that there are a lot of, you know, challenges that SMEs are facing right now. Um, mm. Are there any particular challenges that, that, that you see that are quite common, whether it's to do with, um, you know, um, maybe struggling to boost their capital with funding. We know now that SMEs, startups, um, they, they do like to seek venture capital, but it's, it's kind of a pretty big, uh, it's a pretty big challenge for them or, or maybe managing certain financial aspects that you see. Um, of course, what I see generally are the financial aspect, but I guess uh, different level of SME have different level of challenges. Um, first, if you talk about the startup, um, the trend um, in the startup scene is, is this, they, they've been inspired by a lot of good stories, a lot of unicorn stories. So when they started a business, they are, they are trying to imagine they build another unicorn. So uh, for them to bring that level to life, it need a lot of funding. So most of these young people who wanted to create a unicorn will have a dream that is very difficult to fulfill. They are looking at investors who will give them millions of ringgit for them to try their idea. So I, I, I see a lot of failure in this category. Um, I would say they, they are just not practical because they wanted to create something that is um, not easy, but at the same time, with, with their kind of experience and expertise, it, it is not uh, uh, overnight. Yeah, they are, to them, overnight success story is their dream, but they must also understand there are a lot of failure at the same time. So for this category of people, I think um, in the past, it is quite easy to find great ideas, but now everybody tried to create one. So the investors are also... Uh, uh, kind of overwhelmed. So it's not easy to get funding anymore like those days. Previously, you have a great idea, you pitch, they like it, they'll invest because ideas was uh, kind of uh, like a scarcity in the past. But today, everyone start to come up with great ideas. So investors are also very choosy. So for the, for the startup, I think the financial challenges they are facing is how to turn that idea to be something really uh, uh, solid so that investors are key to invest. So that is for the startup level. For the SME, I guess the challenge in financial is always about the ongoing operating uh, 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 cycle because most of them are chasing after um, profitability, which, uh, yes, is good that you focus on the profitability because they need to create success story. But at the same time, uh, I see a lot of failure in cash flow management. 
because uh, profit doesn't equal to cash flow. Most of them have this uh, miss that so long the company is profitable, we are okay. But during COVID, it is a very uh, big slap to all these companies uh, with positive financial numbers, but they are slapped left, right with all these uh, uh, cash flow issues, uh, which I am trying very hard to educate uh, my clients. When, when you have a good and healthy profit and loss account, it doesn't mean you are healthy financially. Cash flow is still the king. At the end of the day, I still have to do a lot to make sure they focus on the cash flow management rather than just on the profitability. These are the two levels of financial challenges that I see in the SMEs. Right, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's definitely true, right? Um, cash flow doesn't really equate to profitability when it comes to SMEs trying to stay afloat. I think cash flow definitely is king. And, yes, um, yeah. Yeah. Profitable um, account ledger doesn't necessarily mean that, that they are in the safe, that they are in the green mm -hmm. zone. And um, yeah. what you were saying, startups as well, very true. Uh, in this new economy, you know, ideas are a dime a dozen, right? Everybody yeah. has, right? Actionability is what really counts, I guess. And, and I think that's where the pitfalls come for, you know, these, these young startups, these young companies trying to seek venture funding. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. During the Facebook time, right? It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you recommend, um, you know, with the current economic climate, do you recommend uh, small businesses to uh, raise funds at this moment or not? Um, there, there are a couple of uh, clients of mine that is looking into this, but I, I guess uh, we have to understand the reason why you, you are raising funds. Currently, most people are raising funds because of the problem that they are, they are handling, meaning the, the, the shortage in their working capital. So the question that I will ask is, uh, is this a long-term thing or is it a short-term thing? If, if this is temporary, then you might as well uh, raise more because you also have, you, you don't raise fund every now and then. You raise one time for a good reason. So raise fund not just to cover your current working capital deficit, but also for the growth. But most of the time, people are over-focusing on the growth without looking into the current. So to them, is they, they rather paint a picture where they can increase capacity by spending more money. That's why they need the, the, the cash flow from the investors. But I, I told them it worked two ways. When you need more money now, the investors also are very demanding nowadays. They are also looking at once you increase your capacity, when you're profitable, what are you going to pay me back? So they will come with a lot of terms and conditions. Capital today are not as easy as those days. People are willing to be an angel and give you money to try. Today, everyone are looking into the ROI, looking into the payback. So um, I, would I would hardly uh, recommend them to go for a fundraising unless they have exhausted all their uh, potential uh, internal resources. For example, if they are not even uh, utilizing their shareholders' own uh, uh, borrowing capacity, don't, don't take from outside. The, the thing that I see, most people are just easy, uh, very quickly jump into fundraising uh, because they want the money, not because they need the money. They want some money because of what they want to do in growing their business, but they have not been able to look into the need currently. It's always the timing, short-term and long-term. I will only recommend them to go for a fundraising if it is for a long-term thing. Anything that is short-term, I will usually suggest them to optimize the existing resources uh, as, as, as a way compared to raising funds. I'm sure a lot of companies have a lot of resources that they have not been... Uh, really optimizing. So my, my, my job is to make sure they ex explore this before they look at external. Yeah, do an internal audit first, like you said, right? 
optimize the resources yeah. internally and see where you can save money internally first, right? Yes, 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 yes. And also, like, uh, I mean, although, I mean, uh, this is a crisis, but, you know, crisis and opportunity can come together, right? So yeah, Exactly. So, uh, like, uh, if, if, if companies have a sufficient war chest, right, they can start, you know, making some pretty big moves because I think there's a lot of good deals out there, like, uh, for mm-hmm. acquisition and stuff, right? Yeah. I, I yeah. think um, during crisis, what I, uh, we, have, we have seen many clients evolve by just uh, uh, letting go the idea of profitability. That is already one big step. Uh, because a lot of business, they, 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 they worry if they are not profitable, they have challenges in answering to shareholders, to bankers, or to future investors. So that's why they, they keep very close monitoring on the profitability of, uh, of the book. But uh, for me, liquidity is, uh, uh, is the one that you have to take care, especially during crisis. What's the point of having a good P&L when, when you have to uh, deal with uh, uh, litigation issues where the, your, your, your vendors are suing you for liquidation? I think we've got to be very rational and, ex- and, and this pandemic doesn't, it's not something normal. We've got to deal with it in a very extreme uh, manner. So if we have to let the book to be uh, in the loss-making position to survive, I think we have to choose to let go the PNL. That's that's what I first step. If you are able to let go the profitability, I'm sure you can survive. The company that we are not not able to survive are usually the one that is still focusing a lot on the profitability, but insist they have to raise funds from external. I I would say they are too stubborn to 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 be flexible. That's a very interesting shift in mindset where. Um, you know, we, we, we kind of focus less on profitability and focus more on <laughs> yeah, utilizing resources, uh, uh, managing cash flow, and, and before we even look for funding because funding has to be justified. And if we are yeah. uh, seeking funding for anything else other than just for us wanting more without actually, mm-hmm. uh, you know, utilizing what we already have, I think it's a very unsustainable and uh, a very inefficient way of um, running a business, right? So that's all very good. So, so anyway, with the emergence of COVID-19, um, you know, um, I think a lot of interesting trends have kind of risen up to the top. Uh, and a lot of them have kind of helped boost um, many other ongoing developments in digital interfacing and digital adoption, you know, from cashless payments and online yeah. shopping to digitized, you know, business support and contactless services, you know, fintech, all of these things emphasize on Convenience for the consumer. Uh, uh, in 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 your opinion, what what would you like to kind of see moving forward in the accounting sector and the financial industry in general when it comes to acclimating to the new norm standards and, and kind of embracing future developments with all of uh, uh, this digital the, the spirit of digital adoption. Um, I guess for our uh, industry, we are service service industry. Um, the the digital. Uh, element that we use a lot are on the mainly on uh, content, for example, the education part, be it in a website or in uh, social media. Um, still, until today, a lot of uh, um, service provider like us uh, are not really in this space because uh, some some of them might might feel that uh, if I review too much, uh, first my competitors know what I am doing. Second is uh, if I review too much uh, to educate. 
then they, they might, the potential client might not need to come to me since they already learned from the tips that I offer to them. I, I, I really look forward to see more of our peers who, who jump into this space and start to educate uh, uh, the potential customer. Because to, 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 to me, I find uh, the space is still very uh, small. I mean, the pie is still very small. Uh, in order to make this industry uh, meaningful, we, we have to get more people to know uh, the purpose and the reason why they need this kind of services. So to enlarge the size of the cake is actually uh, what I hope to see rather than only a few. Currently, if you look at this space, uh, like my kind of business who jump in and start to offer a lot of educational material are still not many. So I will hope to see more of uh, my uh, colleagues in this case uh, who, who are willing to give more, whether it's in social media or in the, in the blog or in the website, uh, yeah, I think that, that will make the industry more sustainable. Uh. Because if you, all these SMEs start collapsing one after another, I mean, in future, we get lesser potential customer. Why not bring more uh, educational content and make these people uh, 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 at least able to survive and in future able to afford our services? I, 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 I seriously hope to see this happen. Definitely, yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because um, uh, us at Palindrome as well, we are, we are, we are big, big advocates of providing value up front through education first and foremost in any industry that you're in it and it also it's it's a two two, two um, it's a two step thing where um, you know businesses can actually build their brand on they can build their online presence they can also rise up to the top of the industry as expert advisors and they can educate the market so that the market is more ready they become more ready customers for the business themselves so i think that's a great thing that that um, that you're doing as well. I can see when it comes to financial education and educating the market, there are, um, um, ICFO, uh, I think kind of focuses on that a lot. Uh, I can see on ICFO's website and on the, um, the Marigan blog as well. Um, you've yeah. dedicated um, to, to learning resource sections, uh, AKA your blog. Lah. And I think, yeah. I see a lot of great educational posts about things like uh, a lot of things from entrepreneurship to leadership to cost control to budgeting. So I, yeah. uh, I, really, um, I think we really do appreciate um, um, businesses like, like yours um, that really do focus and emphasize on these kinds of things. Was there a learning curve when it came to kind of writing these articles and, and blog posts? Well, definitely. I'm not sure whether you, you, you see from the first, uh, first uh, uh, blog that I started, it was really um, boring. <laughs> I must say, I, it was kind of boring. Uh, and I tried to share it out to my, my friends and uh, my, uh, my peers. They look at it like, yeah, probably understand because I'm an accountant, but uh, I don't think uh, business owners are keen to read this kind of content. So along, uh, I think I started this about maybe two, three years ago. And um, it was very much about educational content. Slowly, I turned it into more of storytelling and uh, now more to experiential. So, yeah, I, I still learning because, uh, yeah, I, I will have to evaluate whether which, which content get more feedback, which one are quiet, no one and, uh, attend to it. And also the, the picture that I put in also, it make, make some, some sense whether it relates to the articles or not because picture speaks a thousand words. Yeah, I'm still learning. I would say it's not it's not great yet, um, and uh, of course the biggest challenge is time, lah. Because 
we, we have to balance between our work and also this. Uh, so this one will, will need a bit more time uh, and commitment. It's not easy to, to, to constantly put up content uh, to, to the website. Well, you're doing a great job. As it, um, I can see that you're doing a great job even with all of that, uh, all of those challenges. Uh, we've worked with a lot of financial um, financial companies before with their blog mm. posts. I can see, I can probably say that you know, without any help, as of now, you you've you've come quite a long way. Like um, just looking at the Captain America site, um, yeah, I like that. Yeah. There's like an ongoing series about crisis management. Uh, really, <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah. Is there SEO? Did you do you apply any SEO and keywords and stuff like that? Uh, unfortunately, I I didn't. Uh, I I'm still a bit behind when it comes to the the taggy thingy. Uh, yeah, I I did not do much on the SEO. Uh, yet despite uh the team has been talking about this, I I keep it very natural. I know it's important. Uh, but uh, during during this uh MCO and CMCO, um. Uh, our services are really needed by uh, many SMEs. So, so I've been very busy over the last uh, six months. So yeah, I know these are something important to us, but uh, yeah, I have not been putting enough time to it. But I, I do reckon SEO is what I need uh, a way forward lah, because at the end of the day, we, we still need to reach out to people that who do not know me rather than those within our current network. Right, yeah. I think, I think you're, you're positioned very well um, to, to kind of use your blog section as, as uh, another component for your marketing arsenal, I think. Um, mm. Progressively, you know, then, you know, no rush, right? Like soon, down the line, gradually applying SEO and keywords, keeping that kind of organic, um, kind of fluid and casual uh, uh, content style all the time and just kind of focusing on consistency uh, and applying SEO again, uh, I think down the line, definitely you can start to gain some traction, probably become mm. in Malaysia itself one of one of the, and I, I know that there are a few, but you can you can actually rise, I, I can see there's potential, you can rise to the top as one of those, those <laughs> blog posts. Yeah, well, those, those financial yeah. that, that yeah, kind of. I do hope so. Do hope yeah. so. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Rob, is there anything to add? Um, no, so far I think I'm good. Yeah. No, uh, Ralph? Yeah. Basically, um, uh, I don't know if you talked about uh, any of the SEO that you might be doing on your blog. Do you do SEO keywords and stuff like that? No, no, he, he, uh, had, he mentioned it already. Uh, yeah, not, not at the moment currently. Right, okay, cool. So, um, yeah, yeah uh, anyway, I saw it as well. Uh, as well. Actually, I was... Uh, uh, taking a look at uh, your blog just now and uh-huh. uh, yeah a lot of very nice content and um, uh, like coincidentally we actually uh, recently had um, uh, another uh, f- uh, f- finance guy on the show but I think he's more to personal finance Stephen Young you don't know him do you know him um, no yeah uh, from what's it called my PF right yeah, uh, my PM. Personal yeah, finance. Two different yeah, niches thing to have on this podcast. Two two different financial experts yeah. focusing on verticals. Exactly. So, so, so that's cool. I mean, we like recently we had a, a personal finance guy, and now we've got an SME finance guy. So very nice to see the. the <laughs> yeah, yeah, very nice. And uh, I look forward to seeing more from you and from your blog. And I want to thank you for being on the show with us. My pleasure. My pleasure. 
Yep. So, um, uh, could you just uh, repeat the link, the 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 address for your blog um, and your sites and stuff, so that our listeners can check it out? Yeah, too. I yeah I used to have different different sites for different products and services, uh, but uh, lately I think beginning of the year I start to consolidate all my content into a site called CaptainAmerican.com. It's not Captain America, but Captain American Gun is my surname. Um, um, I, I guess to 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 create too many brands and products may confuse my, my uh, customers. To some extent, they say, uh, am I still dealing with you if I go to this platform? So uh, that's the reason why I put all these services into uh, one site. So uh, they don't really need to know what brand am I using. They just need to know they are dealing with who. I guess that's the reason why I put everything back into CaptainAmerican.com. Nice. Very nice and catchy. Captain American. <laughs> I don't <laughs> um, yeah, maybe it's just to explain a bit. Yeah, why use Captain America? I, I'm a big fan to Marvel, especially Captain America. Um, his, his belief and his his uh his uh, personality is what I I, I like. Um, I'm not sure whether you know this. Uh, you know Nick Fury, the the the, the chief in the the Shield, who actually says this: If there is only one guy in this universe that you can trust, it will it has to be Steve Rogers. So, uh, my profession uh, as a coach and as a consultant, um, I need to have that personality or that image so that people are willing to trust me because whenever they come to me it is uh, usually at the almost at the end of the the solution they have no 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 way out so coming to me they will have to strip and tell me everything so without mm. that trust without that element of trust i i wouldn't be able to work closely with my clients so in order to build trust i i have to give them uh, an impression that you're working with someone that you can can believe and you can trust. So I guess Captain America is actually a very good branding that I can leveraging. So I modified a little bit, put my name into it. So yeah, that's how Captain America was created three years ago. Superhero <laughs> la. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, superhero. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So yeah, if you're uh, looking for a finance superhero for your business, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope they think like that. All right, cool. Captain Mary Gunn, thank you for being on the show with us. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Okay, cool. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.